Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tell Your Story. I'm your host, Todd Nesloni, and each week I look to bring you a different guest who has encouraged, inspired, or challenged me in one way or another, and bring them on to share some of their story in hopes that it inspires you to tell some of yours. I'm so excited to talk to my friend Tisha Richmond on with me today. Tisha, kind of tell everybody who you are. Yes, so happy to be here. It's an honor, Todd. Thank you so much. I am Tisha Richmond. I am currently a tech integration specialist and learning management coordinator for a district in Southern Oregon in a little town called Medford. And I've been edu in education about 25 years. Prior to this role, I was a culinary teacher, taught family and consumer science for about 23, four-ish years and absolutely loved it. And I, you know, I love what I do. I love being in education and just getting to share my passion with others. You know, you didn't mention in there that you've also written a book. Yes, I have. I actually make learning magical. I yep. did. I, I had the honor of writing a book for Dave Burgess Consulting a few years back called Make Learning Magical, and it's on how to transform your teaching and create unforgettable learning experiences in the classroom. And so, uh, yeah, that was such such a special honor to have the opportunity to write that. And I also have a podcast called Make Learning Magical. That's right. You've got all this stuff going on. I love it. So, you know, anytime I start these conversations, though, Tisha, I always start with the same first question. And that is when you were a kid dreaming of what you were going to be when you grew up, does it align at all to anything you've done? Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I think back as a little, little girl, I love to play school with my siblings, you know, and, and my mom says, you always wanted to be a teacher. And then I think throughout the high school years, I think that I kind of lost sight of that. I don't know if it's because my journey in, in school was difficult. Mm -hmm. I, I had a hard time as a kid, you know, learning. And so when I went to college, I really had no clue what I wanted to do. I started out as a business major because I thought, well, that's broad. You know, it kind of covers all the bases. And it wasn't until my junior year of college when I sat down with my guidance counselor and she says, Tisha, you've got to like, you've got to make a decision here. You know, it, you've got to figure it out. And, and I loved um, working with kids. I had worked in the child development center on campus. I loved um, a lot of different areas of family and consumer science and parenting and, and kind of child development being one of the strongest areas. And so they said, you know, have you thought about, a degree in family and consumer science, you know, in education. And as I started to talk about it, I'm like, yeah, that totally seemed like it, it fits with what I want to do. And, and that's how I ended up in, in education. I love those stories when you find a roundabout way to where you're meant to be. And then you realize, man, I'm so glad I figured out where I'm supposed to be. Well, oh, you know, Tisha, yeah. you also you mentioned something there at the beginning, though, that when you were in school, especially pre-college, um, mm -hmm. there were difficulties for you. Tell me a little bit more about what school was like for you growing up. Yeah, you know, I just struggled. I had a really hard time focusing as a kid. I was that kid that would sit in a class and I was very compliant. I was introverted. I never talked out of turn. Uh, I never, you know, did anything to to frustrate teachers, but I would sit there and a teacher would give instructions. And as soon as the instructions were given, I would turn to the person sit, sitting next to me and I would ask, 
what are we supposed to do? <laughs> and it was super embarrassing to me as a kid because I really wanted to do what was right. I wanted to, to do the right thing. I wanted to understand what we were supposed to do, but I, I couldn't. I really had a hard time not only focusing, but really um, I'm very visual. And so yeah. if instructions were given to me audibly, I had a really hard time conceptualizing it. And so um, I just really, really struggled through school. It did not come easy for me. Uh, and and I think I really, I did best in the classes where I was hands-on, where I was yeah. able to create, I was able to think outside the box and be innovative. And and so the classes that didn't kind of align with that way of, of teaching and learning, I really, I, I had a hard time. Well, you know, and, and you mentioned too that you have a book called Make Learning Magical. Did that book, was it kind of born out of that educational experience that you had and wanting it to be different from others? Or was it kind of created from a place different than that? Yeah, so it's interesting. It was about 2014. And I was at a place in my educational journey where I was ready to call it quits. Mm -hmm. I would come home and I'd tell my husband, you know, I think I'd like to be a barista. Like I, I want to make the pretty little foam designs. <laughs> like that sounds awesome. And I was just at a really frustrating place. I was, I was burnt out. Um, there was a lot of things happening at the time and in, in, in the district. And I, I just was, I was thinking about leaving and it happened that year that as a, a region of culinary teachers, we all through Carl Perkins funding decided that for our regional grant, we would get iPads for our classroom. And so a combination of Carl Perkins funding and a century link grant that I received, I was able to go to one-to-one -one. and in my school, no one else was one-to-one -one devices. Right. And though I was like, excited about it. I was also like, what did I do? Like, I have no idea what to do with these things. Like I have my own device at home, but to use it in teaching and learning, like I have no clue. And I'm the kind of person if, if somebody's going to invest in a, you know, in something like iPads that are going to sit in my classroom, like they're going to be used. Like yeah. I want to use yeah. them in the most effective way. I don't want them to gather dust. I don't want them to be a tool where students are researching, you know, Google recipes. Like I want it to be really transformational. And so that is when um, I was able through that grant to get some PD. And so I went to a conference in Austin, Texas called iPad Palooza. And that was like where the skies opened. <laughs> and I realized that there was all of these amazing, innovative things that were happening in education that I just hadn't been aware of. I didn't right. know that they existed. That is when I discovered Twitter and that it was actually a place where educators shared ideas and resources and what was happening in their classrooms. And I discovered Edu All Stars, which comes the full circle yeah. um, experience for me. And I started listening to um, Edu All Stars, which you, um, co you were a co-host, you hosted. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to all of these educators share their ideas of what was happening in their classroom. I think that's where I discovered um, Dave Burgess Consulting. I remember, I remember actually being on a run and listening to that that episode and going, "Oh my gosh! Like, where have these books been all my life? Where have these educators been all my life?" And that was like a spark had been lit. And so all of a sudden this teacher that was ready to leave education and become a barista all of a sudden had hope. 
yeah. that there was more. There was more that I could do as a teacher. There was so much more that I could bring to my students. And so I started going on Twitter. I started getting connected. I won a trip to Miami Device in Miami, Florida. Yeah. That is where I met you uh, uh -huh. for the first time. And I was totally fangirling because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I listened to his podcast. This is crazy. <laughs> And that's where it all, it just all started. I started actually connecting with those educators that I met there. I started getting on Voxer and being a part of educational discussions. And I started taking risks. I started mm -hmm. trying the ideas that I was learning about on social media and at these conferences. I started bringing, bringing them into my classroom and I realized I didn't have to live in a silo as a culinary educator because yeah. culinary educators kind of live in this isolated place sometimes where there's not a whole lot of people who can relate to us handing students chef's knives. Like that's right, not a common right. education. And so I realized, you know what, like these educators may not be culinary teachers, but they're doing some amazing things that I can bring into my classroom and make my own. Yeah. It's not going to look exactly the same, but I, I'm able to use these strategies too. Right. And so then I started feeling safe and I thought maybe, maybe if I'm learning so much from other people that maybe I can share something and just maybe <laughs> somebody can learn something from what I share. I felt like I, it was like my, it was the only the right thing to do, right? right. Like how could I be absorbing and consuming all of these things and then not give back and try to share? And so then it was this reciprocal thing. Like I was learning and I was sharing and I was joining in Twitter chats. And I was noticing that my students were immersed in the learning like they had never been before. And, and granted, I taught culinary. So it was a very hands-on class anyway. But when I started to really change things up, and do things differently, I realized that my students became immersed and empowered learning. And right. that was that was so, so powerful. And it's contagious, right? When you yeah. see students become immersed in the learning and become empowered, then you're like, give me more. Like, I got to keep trying stuff because this is amazing. And I want students to continue to be excited and empowered in my class. And I was finding that I was becoming more of a joyful educator. Right. And I was actually loving what I was doing. And so it's just been this wild, wild journey of just stepping out, taking risks, connecting with educators. And um, well, yeah. you know, I love hearing that journey, but when I hear people share that, I always have a question I love to follow it up with. And that is, you know, when we are putting ourselves out there and we begin yeah. to write or speak or connect or do whatever, very easily doubt can begin to creep in yeah. or that comparison of, well, my stuff's not as good as theirs or sure, am I really the one who should be saying this, that kind of stuff. And so how do you keep doubt at bay in your own life? Yeah, it's really tough. You know, there's some da days where I'm like, yes, like I'm sharing this and I don't think twice about it. And there's days where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I can share this. And and I think for me is that I, I know that there are educators out there who maybe at a point in their educational journey where they're ready to right. leave education and become a barista. Right. They might be 
burnt out and frustrated and they might not have, they may have lost their joy for teaching and learning. And for me, I want to continue to share my story to help others that might be feeling the same way and to help students that might be in classrooms like I was as a little kid and feeling like they're not smart and they are struggling learning and realizing that there are so many kids that we can um, really maybe change the trajectory for by creating these, these unforgettable experiences for them in the classroom. I love it. Well, Tisha, as we close this out, there, of course, is the same question I always end on. And that is, I believe as people, there are things we hold really close to our hearts and are true to who we are. And so for anybody who might be listening or watching this conversation today, if they don't walk away with anything else, what is one thing you want them to walk away with? you all hold your own special magic. So my magic may not be your magic, but you have magic and there is something special about you and you need to share it with your students. You need to share it with the world and find out you know, where, where, that, where that magic is with you. And so, um, yeah, I just encourage everybody to, to also you know, share your stories, share your journey, um, get connected because it's powerful when we, when we do that. I love it. Well, Tisha, thank you so much for joining me today. I have been looking forward to this conversation. It was a blast getting to connect with you. It was an honor. Thanks so much, Todd. Thank you, everybody, for joining another episode. Go check out Tisha's book, Make Learning Magical. Go download her podcast. And if you want to see other episodes to Tell Your Story, you can check them out on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you get your stuff, it's there. I hope today's conversation with Tisha has encouraged you to tell your story.